Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And as you can see, I'm here with this uh, museum full of really badass old warplanes. And that's because I've got a really awesome philosophical metaphor to share with you that has a lot to do with Kratom. And it's been a couple of years since I really delved into Kratom research. And I did so recently, and I have to say that I'm really disappointed in the state of Kratom science. Since the episode in 2016 with the FDA trying to ban Kratom, there has been, there's been no meaningful effort to do what I see as Kratom research that is going to perpetuate the freedom of consumption of Kratom users, namely a double-blind placebo-controlled study. One of the few pieces of literature published on Kratom in 2017 concluded, our data analysis has not determined if biochemical benefits of Kratom may prove to outweigh its toxicity and risks. On the contrary, it seems that its potential side effects outweigh the benefits and severe and real health hazards can insidiously lead to death. Kratom clinical, psychological, and medical manifestations can be disturbing. And then from the abstract of another 2017 paper. Kratom has been reported to be abused together with other illicit substances with high risk of potential addiction. There are also anecdotes of an adverse effect and toxicity of Kratom. For example, tremor, fatigue, seizure, and death. Different countries have distinctive regulation and policy on the plantation and use of this plant when most of the countries banned the use of it because of its addiction problems and side effects. Kratom users have to realize that state and federal policy decision makers are going to be reading these studies and making their decisions about the future of Kratom. The bureaucrats who actually make decisions about the legality of substances and herbs and plants and weird molecules that come out of laboratories are going to be making their decisions based upon studies like the two that I just quoted from. These kind of people could really care less about what a bunch of uh, anonymous avatars are saying in testimonials on the forum kratoms and uh, certainly what a bunch of guys on YouTube making video blogs about Kratom could say. The future of Kratom is not looking good from my vantage point. Kratom has really failed to grow up as an industry and at this point I cannot in good conscience recommend that anyone purchase or consume Kratom from any of the sources currently found online. If I go to any of the popular Kratom vendors, it's, it's pretty evident to someone that has a little bit of discernment that 
there's, there's no stringent quality standards whatsoever. The nootropics industry, by comparison, actually has some quality standards. So the adaptogenic herbs and the cognitive enhancing racetams that I recommend, you can easily find the third-party certificates of analysis for them that show via a spectroscopy uh, purity that's over 97% for the adaptogenic herbs. You can find mineralogy reports that will display the content of, say, lead and mercury that's in the soil where these herbs are produced, which is, which is, which is important with those particular types of, uh, with that particular type of biohacking supplementation strategy. You can also find like chain of custody, which will show where it came from. It'll show how long it sat in storage. And importantly, a lot of the nootropic sources that are out there, certainly the ones that I recommend, there's actually real people behind these companies. There's people that put their real faces, their names, sometimes even their uh, phone numbers and their email addresses, their Twitter accounts, their Facebook accounts, right on their website. They stand behind what they are selling and that's, that's meaningful. And in the case of Kratom, you really kind of have the, uh, you really kind of have the opposite of this. It's, it's kind of disappointing. And you really, uh, you really have no idea as a Kratom consumer whether your Kratom came from like a garden in a monastery that's sitting on the side of a mountain somewhere that's, you know, been untouched by uh, pollution and untouched by human contamination that's grown by monks that do loving kindness meditation all day long when they're thinking about producing their kratom for you. You have no idea if your kratom is, comes from that kind of source or if it comes from a factory farming operation that is next to a old ammunitions factory. You really have no idea because there's, there's no sourcing information that's given. You have no idea whether your kratom was uh, produced by an uh, organic farmer that was in the United States. And if there's just a single middleman that's in between the farmer that produced it and the person who you're plugging your credit card details or your Bitcoin details into their e-commerce website, or if it's a thing where the kratom came from uh, somewhere in Asia and it sat in storage for six months in Asia and then it sat in a giant boat for three months coming over here and then it got stuck in customs for another four months and then it sat in a warehouse somewhere else and then five different guys bought and sold it back and forth and then finally it's ended up on your doorstep. You really have you really have no idea because there's a uh, disappointing lack of transparency. Heck, transparency, there's not even opacity with the, with the Kratom vendors that I'm seeing online right now. And wherever the financial incentives create moral hazard, you need to look for evidence of Quality. I'll say that again. Wherever the financial incentives create moral hazard, you need to look for evidence and signs of 
quality and you need to be very wary of uh, red flags. And with the crowd of vendors that are out there currently, currently, uh, I see abundant red flags. I see, yeah, I see uh, little information about who is behind the actual company. Again, I don't see any spectroscopy reports being done. I don't see any third-party analysis that's being done by any of these people. You're just, uh, you're just hoping that it shows up looking like it looks like. Now, Kratom already has a massive target on its back for regulators because of what happened in 2016. Because in 2016, we had this massive grassroots uprising that defied and embarrassed the uh, government pencil pushers. It creates a great situation where the regulators can kind of come along and be like, look at all these fear-mongering mainstream media, fake news, stories that have been done on Kratom that make it look scary. Look at these shady websites selling it. We need to ban Kratom to, so that the children are safe, for the safety of the children, as if, as if the bloody government is concerned with, uh, is concerned with the well-being of, of children anyways. And we also have to consider just the absurdity of Kratom being sold in liquor stores and gas stations. And we all know that nothing good is sold in liquor stores and gas stations other than gasoline and maybe bottled water. Presumably the people making a lot of money selling Kratom online would have the most interest in keeping it uh, legal, right? But unfortunately, I just see a real lack of long-term thinking in this regard. Again, they're setting their websites up in just the way you would do so if you wanted them to look like a target for people whose job is to find problems to solve. So I did post a less vitriolic, little bit more civil version of this rant on the Facebook page of the American Crotum Association, and they censored it. They were not interested in engaging in a conversation or hosting a conversation about my concerns that I'm voicing now on their Facebook page. So that's not very smart. And they have raised over $500,000 now, half a million dollars, not a, not a petty sum of money, right? And I would assume a lot of that in the past year because of everything that happened in 2016. And I'm not seeing an effort on their behalf to use those funds to support the type of science that I'm talking about, the gold standard, double-blind crossover, double-blind uh, placebo-controlled study, right? And that's what they should be doing. If that changes, I will let you know. I will praise good behavior and I will continue to condemn bad behavior, long-term thinking, and just stupidity and irresponsibility on behalf of the people that uh, are purporting themselves to be the defenders of freedom of consumption. There's a philosophical point that I want to make to tie this all together. So there's a, there's a fundamental philosophical mistake that a lot of Kratom users and a lot of the people who in 2016 
very uh, valiantly and vigorously, they fought for the freedom of consumption of this plant. And I'm, I'm thankful, we're all thankful that they, that they did, but there's, uh, there's a real philosophical error that, that, that a lot of you are making. And that is the assumption that, uh, that you deserve the right of consumption. Freedom isn't free. I'll say it again because it's important. Freedom isn't free. And a lot of people assume that we should have the right to consume whatever the hell we want because it falls under the umbrella of our human rights. And I've said elsewhere that human rights are antithetical to human nature. And human rights are antithetical to the laws that govern the universe. And I want you to think a little bit about an airplane. So an airplane is a massive metal machine that somehow manages to defy gravity. And despite it weighing thousands and thousands of pounds, it soars above the sky, uh, above the clouds, gracefully. And uh, airplanes are built by ingenious engineers and they're maintained by expert mechanics. No airplane is uh, built by an idiot or else it would surely crash and people would die, right? That wouldn't happen. And you think about the, uh, the, the ancient Greek philosophers and all their wisdom. They couldn't manage to build an airplane. The conquering Romans, they couldn't figure out how to build an airplane. The uh, mathematically inclined Arabs of Baghdad, they couldn't figure out how to build an airplane. Even the, uh, even the British who managed to build an empire that the sun never set on, they couldn't manage to build an empire even though they had all the money in the world and all the resources in the world to do so at the time. And this is because an airplane is the result of thousands of years of men devoting their lives, their whole lives, to mastery of the mechanical world and the sciences. So do you deserve an airplane? No, of course you don't deserve an airplane. You have to pay quite a lot of money to fly in an airplane. And that's because uh, soaring above the clouds at hundreds of miles an hour is an extraordinary and unnatural thing. And I hope that you'll remember that human rights and freedom are an extraordinary and, uh, and unnatural thing. And particularly in the case of Kratom, I don't see anyone paying for this right. And I for one would bet that we're gonna lose it. So I hope that if you're a Kratom user, I hope that you share this video with your friends, family, loved ones that also use Kratom. And please also share it with whoever you buy your Kratom from. I should not have to remind you that Kratom is a threat to the most powerful pharmaceutical companies in the world. Merck, Bayer, GlaxoSmithKline, Pfizer. Kratom competes with and uh, undercuts sometimes drastically the prices of the drugs that these companies make 
billions of dollars yearly selling. And do you really think, do you really think that these companies that have so much influence that can buy politicians of every stripe on, on a whim that can, you know, pass a literal or metaphorical envelope full of cash to the decision makers in the government. Do you really think that these companies are just going to go away and forget about making all that money because of last year's victory in regards to the emergency scheduling that they were trying to push through? Right now, there are politicians, regulators, and agents of these pharmaceutical companies meeting in metaphorical and not so metaphorical, perhaps, cigar smoke-filled rooms, conspiring to constrict your access to Crotum. And the Crotum community is complicit in this, in its general laziness and inaction in regards to getting the ball rolling on a double-blind placebo-controlled study that is demonstrating the positive, beneficial, transformational, life-saving effects that we know Kratom has, but we haven't proved it yet between the pages of the scientific journals that really matter. And I hope this changes, but I suspect it won't. I suspect that in the coming years, we will see a lot of really dramatic fools, really naive people complaining and making a lot of noise online with, uh, with petitions, with hashtags, with signs in crowds gathered as uh, an angry little mob on the steps of different capital buildings around the nation because the government does that which is in its nature and it restricts your freedom. I hope you'll share this video with people that you think can make a difference now in this while, while, uh, while our, our freedom in regards to cryotum uh, yet draws breath. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. I look forward to a continued conversation with you. If you like this video, I don't talk about Kratom all the time, but I talk about the intersection of philosophy and biohacking and uh, politics a little bit more now, but not, not as much because it's uh, a subject that's so beaten to death, right? Go ahead and hit the subscribe button now, wherever it appears on the screen, and I look forward to a continued conversation with you.